What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay and thank you so much for checking out the AMA podcast. I'm super excited to be sharing with you guys this awesome episode I did with Taylor Krieger, who is the director of creative media for Kansas football, which is such a cool title, by the way. I did mention that, but the title is just like... I don't know. It's just very impressive and fun and cool, just like she is. And I'm super excited for you guys to listen. Just a quick disclaimer. My voice is a little congested. I wasn't feeling the best when I recorded this episode. So if you hear a little congested, Lindsay, that is why. I hope you guys enjoy and let's get straight into it. So today we have Taylor Krieger to talk all about her sports journey. She's um, been at many different colleges, many different experiences, so I'm super excited to hear all about it. But first, why don't you just give a quick intro by yourself for anybody that doesn't know you? Of course. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I always love being able to share kind of my journey and just, you know, where I am now and where I hope to be, uh, especially with other women, because it's just, you know, there's so few of us, so I'm excited to be here, so thank you. Um, but yeah, so I'm Taylor. I'm currently the director of football creative at Kansas. I oversee all of our graphic design elements, which could be anything from marketing assets that we need, uh, print work, social media. So there's a lot that goes into it. Recruiting is a huge thing that we're dealing with right now. So um, yeah, I kind of just oversee any kind of creative content that we need in those areas. Um, and I've been here for about a year now. I've been here for a little bit over a year. Well, yeah. that, that sounds super fun. I am also into graphic design stuff and have some like experience. So I'm excited to get into that as well. But just to start, were you like a sports fan growing up, which made you like, you kind of knew you wanted to work in sports or like, did it kind of just like eventually come about? Yeah, I kind of have, I feel like I have like an unconventional way of, getting into the sports world. Um, I want to say, yes, I did grow up a a sports fan, but I really didn't get really into it until my senior year of college. Um, So I changed my major, my, the summer of my junior year. So I was just kind of, you know, lost and just trying to find what I was interested in. And being involved in sports was always kind of something that was in the back of my head, but it never was like a big deal in my life. Um, so it was just kind of one of those things where it was something that I was always interested in and had a lot of knowledge about, but didn't know how to kind of apply that to my life. So I want to say yes and no that I was a sports fan. <laughs> okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, you attended <laughs> Capital University where um, it said that you majored in multi slash interdisciplinary studies. Was that what you ended up graduating in or did you switch to something else? Yes, that's what I ended up graduating in. Um, I was originally nursing, but when I changed my major, I didn't want to have to go through four extra years of schooling. So when I sat down with my advisor, I obviously mentioned to them, I'm not into, you know, completely starting over. So what can I do to kind of um, set myself up to where I can still graduate on time. So it's called interdisciplinary studies. So I essentially just made my own major. So I took the credits I already had and then added on classes my senior year that I was interested in. So I went into kind of an exercise science route. Yeah. 
That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And yeah. you also played lacrosse while you were at um, <laughs> Capital. Jeez, I don't know why I couldn't say lacrosse for a second. Okay. But, but yeah, but you also played lacrosse. And like, what made you want to play lacrosse in college? And like, how did that mm-hmm. like impact like the decisions you made and like with schooling and everything? Yeah, great question. So like I said, I, I changed my major and I was kind of going through that period of what, you know, what can I do now? What can I get involved with? So they put out tryouts and I tried out and I made the team. So it was just kind of one of those things where I was just willing to kind of try anything. And I was, you know, even maybe a little bit delusional of just like literally trying anything that I could. So yeah, I joined the lacrosse team, didn't have any experience in it. Uh, But I'd always been, you know, kind of in the fitness world. So the running aspect aspect wasn't you know that big of concern it was just more picking up the sport and so then yeah just kind of leveraged that trajectory of getting into sports and helping along that path <laughs> I feel like that's definitely a good trait to have in sports just like being willing to try anything I feel like that would definitely mm-hmm. translate to like any work experience and like something that like goes beyond a resume type of thing like a little yeah. bit deeper you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I've, I've kind of lived the student athlete life Obviously, I was at a, a D3, so it's nothing compared to the D1 athletes. Um, but I still lived the, the traveling, the the kind of uh, setting yourself up for a good schedule and kind of balancing that kind of work life with school and being a student athlete. So I have a little bit of knowledge and can kind of feel for the student athletes of what they're going through, too, just from, you know, going out on a whim and trying out for lacrosse yeah and after college you ended up working at Akron as a recruitment graphic design intern in 2020 Mm -hmm. which is like I feel like a lot of people know what comes with 2020 Mm -hmm. with COVID taking over sports so like how did that opportunity come up and how was it like really impacted by COVID yes so I should backtrack a little bit when I was at Capitol um I was in a sorority and we always helped out with the football recruitment days. So when I changed my major, you know, I was looking to get a little bit more involved in, like I said, anything that I could. So I reached out to the, um, he was our strength coach and I can't remember what position he also coached with the team. Regardless, I reached out to him um, and said, you know, I'm looking to get a little bit more involved. So with that, you know, I started running their socials and I really started out in the video world, which now is crazy to me because I could I couldn't even tell you, you know, where to even begin in premiere or how to even shoot a video. So it baffles me that that's even where my career started. Um, so I started out with video and then running their socials. So I kind of became, I mean, I guess their social media manager, you know, content creator there. Um, And when COVID hit, it was in the spring. So I wasn't really doing too much with the football team, but I was still really connected with the coaches. And one of the coaches was going to Ohio Dominican. And so I said, you know, I would love to still continue to help out. Um, Obviously completely unpaid. It's a small D2 school. So it's just kind of on my own time and volunteering. He had a connection in Akron um, that had reached out or maybe they had posted something and he had said to me, you know, this is a life once in a lifetime opportunity. You should definitely reach out to the person that I know. Um, so the person that he know, he knew is, um, his name was Ed. He has become like my best friend. He has, 
you know, helped me in so many ways. So it was, it was really just a chance, I guess, that I got involved. Um, and they really did take a chance on me because at that time, I did not know too much about Photoshop. I wasn't, you know, a professional by any means. And I hadn't taken any classes. Everything that I had learned was all from YouTube. So it was really by chance. And it really impacted just where I am today. Um, yeah, I hope I answered that question. <laughs> oh, yeah, you you definitely did. Um, Photoshop's <laughs> definitely very challenging. That's very impressive that you learned that without like having the like background mm-hmm. experience. Because like I learned it in high school, and I like could not tell you how to do it now. It's like <laughs> so difficult. I'm more of like a I like I really like Adobe Illustrator, but like photo okay. Photoshop is really like messes with my brain so like I think it's very impressive they were able to watch like YouTube videos and stuff and learn it all which like a lot of my friends always recommended but I was just like too lazy to try I was just like whatever yeah <laughs> yeah and so when I was working with Akron I was completely remote so I really didn't even meet the staff like Ed and I would only text um and maybe like call a few times if it was something really important but I really didn't meet the staff players coaches um until that following season when you know things were kind of letting up and even then I was only there for home games and I was two hours away so I would go I would drive in for the games or big recruiting days just to kind of show my face um so I was like dedicated to the grind like I was willing to do whatever it took you know watching the YouTube videos, figuring out how to make a graphic, but I had no skills at all. And then also driving the two hour commute there back if we even had something small going on. So it was a challenging time during COVID, but yeah, I had to commit to the grind. Jeez, the commitment. <laughs> driving two hours, that's insane. That, that, that really shows the commitment, jeez. Yeah. And now I'm always big on the work-life balance. And so I obviously had to go through that time to, you know, I had to work my butt off and then now I can kind of relax a little bit. But nowadays, you know, I am such a huge advocate of just don't overwork yourself to try to get it into the industry, you know? Um, I am very mindful now about like the work-life balance. And I try to do that with, you know, my student interns too, because I remember how it was and yeah, I just like wouldn't wish that on somebody, you know, just like doing that hard of work. I still think that you should take care of yourself as well now. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely understood. And how mm-hmm. do you feel like, like, as you mentioned, a couple of like mentors, like, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you consider them, but just like people that helped you along your journey. So like, how do you feel like, like, th- how do you feel like for other people, it's definitely important to like have people like in your corner type of way? I think it's probably the most important thing to have. If you want to get into the industry, it's so important to make a good impression, um, really get to know people on more than just a surface level, because they're going to be the people that advocate for you. The sports industry itself is so small, and it doesn't seem that way because there are a lot of things that go into it, Um, but when you actually step back and you think, and I, even myself, if I think about all the people that I've met along the way and how many people they're connected to, I want to make sure that I have made a good impression on, even if it's just somebody I've seen in passing, 
just in case one day, like I can say, oh, I actually did meet this person. Let me reach back out to them or so-and-so knows this person. And I actually, you know, have a good relationship with them. Maybe that's a good way to get in Yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, a perfect example of that is one, um, I wouldn't say the sole reason, obviously, because they still had to interview um, and show my work, but I did know somebody at Kansas that I worked with at Akron. Um, so after I left Akron, I went to Iowa, um, did some grad school and then moved over to Syracuse after, um, six months. So I've been disconnected from Akron for about a year and a half at this point. Um, and in the meantime, the coaches at Akron actually, um, got let go. So the, Offensive coordinator at Akron became the interim head coach. And then he ended up coming to Kansas after that season was over. But when this position opened up, he reached out to me. And he wasn't somebody that I was necessarily like super close with, but he was somebody that I did know pretty well. Um, and he had reached out to me and said, Hey, look, we're hiring. I think you'd be great for this position. I've always kept you in the back of my head just in case, you know, anything ever opened up. And so that was kind of, you know, my segue into applying for this job. I had a good reference there. He knew me personally um, and he had a good rapport there too. So it was just, you know, everything kind of aligned and worked out, but that's just a perfect example of, you know, Oscar and I weren't, you know, that close, but even just the conversations and time that we had spent together, I left that impression on him for him to feel comfortable enough to give me that reference. So my answer is it's extremely important to have those people in your corner. <laughs> Yeah, net networking and people in your corner are very important. One thing I've learned, um, like, through a lot of my sport management classes is one of my mm -hmm. professors told us, like, it's not always, like, who you know, it's who knows you, and, like, just, like, mm -hmm. people willing to, like, put forth your name and make you, like, like, a contact, like, to, like, for a position. Like, they'll put in the effort to help you out, mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, like I said, like, you just never know who knows who. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And you had mentioned for a sec that you had went to Iowa to get um, mm -hmm. for a little bit, which you were um, a social media coordinator and you got your master's degree in sport management. Mm -hmm. So like, why did you decide to get a master's degree at Iowa after like, a, like you kind of took like a yearish like being at Akron and everything getting experience. So what made you then want to get the master's degree at Iowa? Great question. So I worked part or I worked full time during my gap year. Um, and I took that internship with Akron to kind of help me kind of see if this could turn into something a little bit more. Um, and so then once I was there for about a year, I thought, why don't I go back to school, um, get a master's degree, get a little bit more experience. And the year prior, when I was in my senior year, I had had the same thought of, is this something that could turn into a real career? Is this something that I could actually do for a living? Let me see what else is out there. Um, I am a lifelong Hawkeye fan. And so it had always been a dream of mine to go there. So it, it, you know, worked out in the end that they had this sports management program. So my mom and I drove to Iowa to meet with the program director my senior year. And it was more or less just to see, his opinion, um, because, you know, I was self-taught. I didn't really know much about the sports industry. I didn't know how to get involved too much. So it was just kind of to pick his brain and see 
um, what I could do next steps. So we met with him. I thought it was great. Um, so we came back and I took my gap year and when I had filled out my application and reached back out, he had still remembered who I was, which was awesome. And I was really excited about that because I was like, okay, please accept me into this program. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I went back to Iowa strictly just to get more experience and they are very high on that where, um, it's kind of less about what you're doing in class and more about what you're doing outside of class. So they're really big advocates on getting that extra experience. So when I got there, Iowa volleyball had reached out to, I think they had reached out to Dan specifically and were seeing if they had anyone who'd be interested in running their socials. And he had sent me an email and said, Hey, you should reach out to them, um, an interview. So that's what I did. And so that was like my really, really like my first big internship, I would say, because I was running socials. I was traveling with the team. I was taking photos. um, I was creating content. So it was kind of like I was really emerged into what it was like because during when I was at Akron, it was during COVID. So I was remote. I was just doing recruiting graphics. So this was kind of like a huge step up from where I was. Um, and so then after that season, I started applying for jobs because Dan had asked me if I wanted to graduate early where I started panicking. Cause I was like, well, if I going to graduate early, then I should start looking for jobs. So I always say that I accidentally got the job at Syracuse because I hadn't even graduated yet when I got hired on at Syracuse. And I will shame, shamefully say that I don't remember applying for the job um, so it's just kind of one of those things where they reached out and asked for an interview. And I was like, huh, I have applied to so many jobs in the last few weeks, last few months. That I don't even remember applying to this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so interviewed with them and then ended up getting that job. So then I moved to Syracuse about six months later um, and then finished my master's actually while I was here in Kansas. So it's been a huge journey. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's definitely like a... You really like I know. You, you see your whole sports journey through this master's degree. Like it's yes. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> that's really yes. cool though that they're very like experiential about it just mm-hmm. because I feel a lot of like they cuz I'm in I'm majoring in sport management right now and they talk about a lot how like the piece of paper doesn't isn't like the reason you're really going to get the job. It's not one mm-hmm. of those kinds of majors like you have to like put in the work. So yeah. it's, it's cool to hear that, like, they really helped you out to, like, get different positions. And, like, it seemed, it's really mm-hmm. awesome that you got to, like, do volleyball and got to, like, travel around with them. Because, like, Big mm-hmm. Ten volleyball is a really big deal. So yeah. that's, like, such a cool opportunity. And, like, any Big Ten sport is a really big deal, but especially volleyball is one of the top ones in the conference. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun. Yeah. And I think, too, like you're saying, you have to do the work because – I think a misconception of the sports and I don't, I think that people who are in sports understand it, but when you have an outsider, like your parents or your friends, I think it's kind of hard for people to understand what we do day to day. And so if you're not immersed in that culture and you're not, you know, living it day to day, you don't really understand what goes in and out. I mean, you can go into work on a Monday and have a list of things to do and you get nothing done because all these things come up and it's so fast paced and there's so many moving parts, just like being involved in something, even if you don't want to go, it's like, say you're involved in facilities and you don't necessarily want to go into facilities. You're still getting that experience of what it kind of is like to be in the industry. 
regardless of where you are. So I think going to school and learning and reading the books is something important if you are looking to get a master's degree or if you're looking to go into sports management for an undergrad. I think it's important, but I do think the most important part is getting that experience and just kind of living it day to day. Yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, I I think mm-hmm. especially because, like, there's a lot of other majors where it's like, oh, like, you're just used to, like, you get the degree, then you get, like, that equals a job. So it's just mm-hmm. a very different thing. Or, like, some people don't, like, even major in sports and, like, they still get, like, they still get the jobs because, like, they mm-hmm. put in the work. Like, it's a lot of just, like, the work, it's the grind versus, like, just the piece yeah. of paper, which is, like, that you also work very hard for that. It's just not, like as equivalent to like the experience you get at an internship during a summer or the stuff you were doing yeah absolutely and you mentioned that like after that while you were at i while you were getting your master's degree you started at syracuse as a digital strategy Mm -hmm. and content coordinator so i was going to ask you about the interviewing process and stuff but you mentioned that you um, you forgot you had even applied which I think happens to a lot of people anyway when you're applying for like that job after college type of thing but what was that like Mm -hmm. for you yeah so I actually was on the road with volleyball um when I interviewed with Syracuse and I think I want to say honestly the best thing that I did was going unprepared And I say that because I'm not a great interviewer. Um, I talk really fast. I get really nervous. But outside of interviewing, I'm a bubbly person. You know, I'm easy to get along with. I'm always excited. And so I feel like when I interview and I am overprepared, I don't do as well. And so when I went into the interview, it was just kind of, right, well, you know, I'll see what happens. I don't really remember applying to this job. Um, you know, but we'll just, you know, kind of go and see what happens. And obviously it went well. Um, and I think I was just in that mindset of like, all right, you know, it's whatever. Um, I don't really need a job right now. So I'll just, yeah, like I said, see what happens. So I just went in and I was just myself and answered the questions to the best of my ability. And it was towards the end of the season too. So I think that helped. I was really comfortable with what I was doing, what I was producing, Um, The team, you know, loved what I was doing. The coaches were enjoying what I was doing. So I think at the time I was just, you know, happy and excited and just like comfortable with what I was doing. So it just, you know, ended up being a good interview for me. Um, And then there was a second interview. I remember, I don't remember too much about it. And then I think I moved there right after Christmas break. So it wasn't a too quick of a turnaround. I had some time to kind of breathe, but it was a quicker turnaround than what I was used to. So that was like my first real experience of getting a job, packing all your stuff up, moving across the country, and then being in a different state, having to, you know, reemerge yourself in the culture and meet new people and learn a new job. So yeah, I don't remember too much of the interview, but I do remember that I, I just went in with a clear mindset and just wanted to see what would happen. And what was the transition like for you going from like Iowa to then going all the way to New York? Like, I feel like that's definitely very different. And like, I've, I've visited Syracuse and like, I know that, that it's very like city-like and just that kind of environment. So how was that like for you? 
It was definitely challenging. I had only been in Iowa for about six months. So I got to Iowa in July and then I left in December. So I had a lease in Iowa um, and I had a roommate who I had to abandon. Um, And I just kept my lease at the apartment because when I moved to Syracuse, they offered me free housing until that my housing in Iowa was up. Um, Another nice thing about the move is that Usually when you do, I obviously I don't want to speak on every university, but the two universities I've moved to from, from Iowa to Syracuse, from Syracuse to Kansas, the university will usually pay or give you an allotment for the move. Um, so in my experience, I call up their person and I say, hey, this is where I'm moving to. This is all the stuff that I have. I send them some photos. Um, I pack up all the stuff and then they put it in the truck and then drive it to wherever I'm going. So the move honestly isn't too bad because, you know, you have people helping you. I think the scariest part and probably the worst part is just being dropped off at, you know, wherever you are, your new environment and kind of just being alone, you know? Um, And I think that might be probably one of the scariest parts for me and probably for anybody else too, just that unknowing of what's going to happen now. (laughs) Yeah, I could, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. So, and in your title, it's like digital strategy and content coordinator, which is very fancy, like nice title. So like, what does that like, like break that down for us? Like what were you doing on like your day to day that like filled up that title? So the title is interesting. I don't really know. Um, yeah, digital strategy and content coordinator. I really want to just say it was like a glorified content creator. Um, I think so. At the time, it was still kind of COVIDy time. We were still wearing masks in New York, and Syracuse was still kind of recovering from that loss. So we didn't have a ton of resources while I was there. So I kind of took on the role of an everything person. So I was working with all the sports. I was working all the sporting events. I was running socials. I was running the main page. Um, I was helping out with the smaller sports if they needed extra content. So graphics, photos. Um, We didn't have a director of photography at the time. So I kind of took on that role as well. We also didn't have a graphic designer for athletics at the time. So I kind of took on that role as well. So it was just kind of, I was hired and I had all these skills in every spot that we kind of needed. So I just took on all of the roles. Um, But I think at the core of that job description, I was really hired to run the main athletics account and also help with our sponsorship um, partners. So we had Learfield at Syracuse. So I was kind of working with Learfield as well. And, um, so yeah, the title itself, I think now is probably like the person that's in that role is probably actually doing what the job description said. But when I was there, I was kind of just doing everything. Like if we needed something done and I was available, I would just help. (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of like the utility player of the of the department. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That, that sounds like a lot of fun, though, that you got to do, like, all these different mm -hmm. kinds of things. But, like, it definitely sounds very stressful. So, like, how, like you said, like, your work-life balance. So, like, how did you manage that? Like, having to, like, be at every sporting event, like, do, like, these, like, 50 million tasks all at once? That is a great question. And I was still in school. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, I remember I would work an event or I would shoot a practice or I'd be doing something. And then I would, I would have a night class and I would just sit in my office and I would do the night class there because if I went home, then I wouldn't be able to get my work done. And so I was like, I might as well just stay at work and finish, you know, whatever I was working on and then like also do a class. So I think at the time I was just kind of getting through it. I don't really know if I had a rhyme or reason of, you know, or, really like a strategy of how I maintained my work-life balance. Yeah, I think I was just kind of going through it, which is horrible to say, because like I said at the beginning, like I am a huge advocate for taking time for yourself and, you know, trying to maintain that work-life balance. But I think at the time I was really just trying to get through it. I was trying to get through school. And then also I wanted to be involved in everything that I could. So I just, dealt with it yeah it's not, it's not great advice but <laughs> it's the truth <laughs> I think it's kind of different in that situation though because it's like work life plus school so it's like I feel yeah. like normally like like having three things at once is kind of hard especially when you have like it's not just like a little internship like it's like a big girl job plus going to school like plus wanting to have a life so like I think like you were just you just had to do what you had to do at the time I think it's okay yes <laughs> Yes. And the, the summer, so that was kind of the semester, what my semester looked like. But once I got into the summer, you know, I didn't have class at the time. So I was just, I was kind of able to relax a little bit. And I, I shouldn't say that I was, I was working my life away because I wasn't struggling to, you know, keep afloat. Um, but I was working a ton. And then once the summer kind of hit, you know, I was able to relax a little bit and then just do day-to-day -day task and not have a million sporting events as well going on mm -hmm. and now you work yeah. now you work for um at the university of kansas for football mm -hmm. as the director of football creative content for the past year which mm -hmm. is totally amazing and like sounds mm -hmm. like such a fun job and like i can't wait to hear more about it so like how did you find and get this job like you had hinted at it a little bit about how mm -hmm. like it kind of like went down the grapevine, but like, how did, like, what made you want to be like, oh yeah, like I'm going to go for this. So when Oscar had reached out to me, I think it was, let me think. Cause I waited about four months, I think before I actually applied to the job. So when he reached out to me, I was in the midst of the seasons at Syracuse. Um, I wasn't exactly loving the job that I was doing anymore. Um, we kind of pulled back on how much I was getting involved because we were able to start hiring a director of photography, a graphic designer. And to anybody else, they would be super excited to have those extra resources. But for me, I was like, dang, you know, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing and I just really didn't want that taken away. And so at the time I'd already kind of started thinking about 
looking for another job, but I hadn't even been there for a year yet. So I was like, okay, I don't, you know, I go back and forth with, you know, okay, should I apply for a job? Should I not? Should I just stick it out? Um, but then when Oscar reached out to me, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, I love Oscar and I liked working with him. And if he likes it there, like maybe I would like it there too. So I just kind of put it off for a while. Um, and then one of my friends came down to visit. She was originally the graphic designer at Syracuse, but she left about a week or so after I got hired. So we really became friends outside of work and she ended up moving to DC. So she came down to visit and I'm like, Hey Mel, like there's a few jobs that I'm kind of interested in. What do you think? And she's like, are you crazy? You should absolutely apply to them. So we sat down and we redid my resume and then that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to apply for the job. I'll see what happens. And then once I started getting an interview and then I got another interview and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to get this job. And, you know, it was a pay raise. It was a promotion technically. So I was like, how can I even like say no to this? And I remember when HR called me, um, her name's Krista and we're pretty good friends now too. And looking back at it, I always think this is really funny. I was like, Krista, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can take the job. And she's like, what do you mean? And like, obviously she doesn't know who I am. I don't know who she is. And I'm like, I don't know, Krista, like, I just, I'm really stressed. I think this is a big move. And she's like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You should definitely take the job if you're interested. You know, it's on the table for you. And I was like, okay, let me call you back. So I'm internally freaking out. I call my mom and my mom was like, okay, well, you absolutely have to take the job. You know, there's, there's no way you can say no. So I call Krista back. I'm like, okay, I'll, I accept the job when do I need to be there? And she's like, can you be here by the end of the week? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so it was a very quick turnaround. Um, but yeah, I definitely kept the job in the back of my head, but I just wasn't sure if I was ready yet. Um, it was just kind of one of those things where I had to take the leap of faith. I had to do it. And yeah, it, it worked out and I have been enjoying myself here so far. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're the only person that's been afraid to take a new <laughs> job, especially I I feel like as like that happens all the time to people. I wouldn't say you're the uh-huh. only person, but I love that like everybody you talk to was like, "Duh, like you got to take the job." Like it seems so easy to them. Like, "Oh, just do it. Come on. Like what, what are you waiting for?" Yeah. I think and going back to what I said about kind of that fear of packing all your stuff up, you're uprooting your life for a job. It's so daunting and it's just kind of scary and I think that's not really something that we think about too much when we're getting into the into the sports world because I mean you kind of I'm our brains are kind of like okay well, what can I do job wise but we're not really thinking about what does this actually look like because I think it's inevitable like if you want to move up in the sports world you kind of have to pack your life up and you have to move and that, obviously there, there's some lucky people who get a job right out of college at their college or, you know, in their hometown, they don't ever have to go anywhere. But I think majority of people would say, yeah, I've moved around and it's, yeah, I think it's so scary. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say you're the only person that's ever been scared <laughs> to just move across the country again for like your third yeah. time in like, uh, like two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah. So what, what are like your responsibilities like as the director of football creative content? Yeah. So I, um, mostly just oversee graphic design. Um, so that includes anything from print work, 
posters, any kind of signage we need around the stadium, um, anything we need for social media, marketing needs a ton of stuff. So any kind of ads, billboards, anything like that. And then recruiting also plays a big role. I would say recruiting is probably 50% of what we do, uh, which is probably shocking because there is a lot that, you know, like we put on social and a lot of print work, but we do so much recruiting and we're recruiting about like 300 guys at a time. And then, um, I do a little bit of photography if we need, you know, some extra hands. I'll go into a practice and help shoot. Or if we have a recruit shoot, you know, I'll be involved in that as well. So I'm definitely doing a lot less than when I was at Syracuse. And now I'm a little bit more focused on graphic design. It's definitely yeah. cool that you have, like, all these different, like, eyes for things. Like, that you could do the photography and that you could do the graphic design. I definitely feel like they coincide and it definitely helps, mm-hmm. like, that you bring that to the table, like, ev- for everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, um, getting involved and having different skills is always a plus. So, even if you think, and I tell um, students that we're hiring, too, even if you just, like, have a thought in your head. I kind of want to get involved with photography. I want to learn how camera works or I want to learn premiere or I want to learn something else. That's not in the job description. You 100% sure or 100% should it. Even if you don't become a professional at it, you still have that skill, which would just elevate you against somebody else in that application pool. So, I mean, yeah, if, if you're applying for a job and you're telling them, you know, I have experience in this. And then they're like, well, do you actually have, you know, any kind of experience in whatever? And you can like, yeah, I do. It's not a lot. And I'm always willing to learn more, but I do have a little bit of experience in this area as well. So I think it sets you apart from the rest. If you are willing and you are able to show that you dabbled in other areas that aren't your expertise. And I know you said that you do like 50% of your stuff is like recruits, but what is mm-hmm. like your game days like for you? Um, they're pretty light. So honestly, when I go to a game day, I usually don't have a ton of stuff to do. A lot of our work is done in preparation. So a day before, a week before, during the summer, you know, we're really preparing for the season. And then once the season hits, that's honestly one of my lightest times. Yeah, which is crazy. So during the summer, we're kind of, you know, uh, resetting what our look is going to be like. We're in the heaviest time of recruiting with official visits and unofficials, if we have any of those coming through. Um, so we're really involved in that. And then towards the beginning of the season, when we have fall camp, and then that's when we're designing posters and billboards and all the ads for marketing. So the tickets that you see, fan cards, I mean, there's just a ton of stuff that goes into the beginning of the season. And then, yeah, once the season hits, it's just kind of whatever we need. If someone hits a milestone or someone having a good game, um, yeah, it's a lot lighter in the season. And so I get the question a lot of, okay, so you work in sports. What do you do during the summer? And I feel like it should be the other way around where I'm the busiest in the summer and people should be like, what do you do during the season? Because that, to me, is when I have, like, the most free time. (laughs) 
you mentioned a little bit about like how you come up with like your like quote-unquote like your theme for the year so as like a graphic designing person I notice that a lot and like I always get super excited when like the like teams like decide on their look and like the themes for the year so like what is that process like for you guys like I like you you I know you've worked only worked there for a year but like what is that mm-hmm. like like deciding on like your look for the year yeah so what so our marketing team make sure that each year we kind of have like a slogan. So what we do is me and my team, we will come up with a few different slogans. We'll come up with, you know, kind of why it's important to us, what the theme could look like. And then we present it to coach and he will, you know, narrow it down and be like, yeah, I like this one or I don't like this one or um, this one could be cool or maybe we could tweak this one a little bit. Um, and so then we kind of narrow it down until we have a slogan and a look together. So this year, uh, we decided on relentless and it kind of, so I have mixed feelings about coming with a slogan because you're going to pick one at the beginning of the year and then something else is going to come up and that's going to be, you know, what we go into. So it doesn't always work out the way I think that we want it to, but I think it does help kind of make help with like a base of what we can work off of and then move into something um, and kind of morph it later down the road. So yeah, this year we had relentless. So it was kind of just like a lot of motion and like lots of lighting and just kind of like flashy look. Um, Last year it was more, I think they did like really grungy. And I, when I got here, I don't necessarily love the grunge. I think it's, you know, it's kind of outdated at this point. So when um, the summer came around, I kind of wanted to move away from that and um, kind of be more of like a cleaner, flashy, not as hard to read, grungy in your face kind of look. Um, but when I got here last year, I was coming into a look that was already established. So it wasn't really right of me to change it. So then this year we were able to kind of, you know, start completely over, which was nice. Um and then we'll like take inspiration from other things. So, like our poster this year really didn't have anything to do with our look, but um, I drew inspiration from their video shoot that they did for the intro video. Um, and so that's kind of how the poster got its look. And then um, if we have like a big game, for example, we had um, brand new black uniforms. So for that week, all of our content was blacked out. So it, like I said, I don't love coming up with like a a slogan or a theme for the whole season because things come up and we want to change it. And then it's kind of like, okay, well, why did we do this in the first place? (laughs) Um, Yeah. We just pull inspiration, I think throughout the year and just kind of comes together. What's your favorite part about your job? Mm -hmm. My favorite part about my job. And I think maybe this job specifically Um, I feel like every day I'm growing. So like I said before, I'm self-taught. Um, I have books and books of just notes that I've written down from YouTube and just kind of like, if I learn something on my own, like I'll jot it down. And so I always feel like there's just so much more for me to learn and I'm never afraid to say, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. 
let me ask somebody else. I don't know this program because it's honest. I, I really don't know all the programs. You saying that you enjoy Illustrator, that scares the heck out of me because I cannot use Illustrator to save my life. I try and I'll, you know, look something up on YouTube if I have to use it. But if somebody asks me to do something, I'm going to be honest and just say, I don't know. Um, so I think one of my favorite things about this job is that I always feel like I'm kind of a student. I'm always learning something new. I'm always trying new things. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, you know, I'll learn something else. So I think that's one of my favorite things that I'm always learning. Another thing that I do love about being in the sports industry is that I love to be a mentor for others. So like I said, Ed, who was a mentor for me, and he helped me so much um, critiquing my graphics, helping me with ideas, kind of teaching me about the recruiting world. And I would want nothing more than to be that for somebody else as well. So when my students come in and they have a question, I might not always know the question, but, or know the answer, but I, you know, can give them other tips on how to do something or, you know, help them with their resume or help them with their portfolio or reach out to somebody that I know. So I think one of my, and that probably might be my most favorite thing. It's helping those under me, but it's also the most rewarding too. You know, like I want them to succeed and I want them to have success like I did, but I wouldn't have had the success if I didn't have those mentors in my life. So I would say those are my favorite. <laughs> what, did, what advice would you give to someone looking to work in sports like you? So my biggest advice would be, and I think we've touched on it a lot, is just make connections. Um, don't be afraid to walk up to somebody, introduce yourself, you know, have a conversation with them, ask them about their life, tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, it's scary and it's intimidating, but it'll go a long way down the road and it'll help you. I mean, having people skills is important. Like we're around people all day long. So just being able to connect with another human being, I think, is probably one of the most important things when it comes to being in the industry. I also think another important thing would just be to be able to step out of your comfort zone. Don't feel like if you're in one place, you're going to be in that place forever. Um, my program director, Dan, I remember him telling me when I was at Syracuse, like, your first job isn't going to be your forever job. So like, just take the job. If you don't like it, you don't have to be there forever. Just take the job to get the experience and then you can move on later. So just like being willing and able to kind of do whatever it takes to get into the industry will help anybody in the long run. Um, it's scary. It's terrifying. If you have to get up and move, I've said that a million times, it's probably the worst part, but you just kind of have to do it and kind of take that risk. And take risks at your job. Try something new. You know, learn out an idea that you've been thinking of. If nobody likes it, that's fine. Learn out another idea. Um, so just being willing to step out of your comfort zone is also another huge thing. And what do you see in the future for yourself? Great question. Um, right now, I would say like in the next like two or so years, I would love to still be here in Kansas. Um, but now that I've graduated with my master's, I am thinking about getting my PhD so that later down the road I can teach. And I think that ties back into just being a mentor for others and kind of helping the next generation. I, 
have an unconventional way of getting into the sports world. And I think I have a lot to share in that aspect and kind of helping people feel comfortable getting into the industry. Um, so yeah, I would love to teach down the road and Kansas has a PhD program in sports management. So it kind of just like, is all working out, you know? So yeah, my, my goal right now is to eventually teach and, you know, it's a taxing job. You're traveling, you're up late hours. I don't know if I want to be here forever um, in this position. So I'm trying to think of something or a way that I can still be involved, but not have kind of like the work life that I have now. I think you would be such a good teacher. I would would love to see you as a teacher. And that's so cool, getting a PhD, like Dr. Career. Mm -hmm. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the goal right now. That's what I've been toying with, so. Love that, love that. And um, so the last thing we're going to get into is a quick game of this or that where you have to pick between two things. So are you ready? Okay. I am. Okay, Iowa or Kansas? Oh, Iowa. Okay. Photoshop or Illustrator? Oh, Photoshop. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Snow or sun? Sun. Okay. Flip the page. Pencil or pen? Ooh. Pen. Vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. And the penultimate question. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Yes. Okay. We could still be best. <laughs> I love that. Why do you like waffles and I, better? And I only said Iowa because I have been a lifelong Iowa fan my whole life. My my dad and his family are from Iowa, so I grew up being a Hawkeye. No offense to Kansas. I love my job. <laughs> Don't have any hard feelings here. It's okay. It's okay. Your your secret. Your secret's safe with the podcast and everybody that listens. Yeah. So so that's actually it for the interview. Would you be able to share where everybody could find you? Of course. Um, my Instagram is underscore T Kreiger, K-R-Y-G-E-R. And I think my Twitter might be the same. And then um, my LinkedIn, I have LinkedIn, Taylor Kreiger. And then I, my portfolio is also in all of my bios. So if you ever wanted to check that out, um, I do use Adobe portfolio. If you're obviously you're familiar with the portfolio or the Adobe suites. So They have a great and easy platform to use for your portfolio if you need to make one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Girl Boss. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts. Rate our podcast five stars and review it so more people can listen just like you. Check out our Instagram and TikTok at and one podcast and with an S. And you can check out Taylor at underscore T Krieger and on LinkedIn, Taylor Krieger. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.